Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Auto looking, auto waiting. Curry with the catch, guarded by Kevin Porter Jr. Curry dribbles on him, step back, jumper on the way. Good at the buzzer! Ball game over! Stephen Curry runs for the locker room, but was head off of the pass by Raymond Ritter, the Warriors PR man. Final score, Golden State 105, Houston 103. <laughs> what a grinder. Man. And that's the great thing about being Steph Curry. You can shoot like garbage all night long, get upset, be frustrated, and still come out and have the confidence and the skill to hit a game winner. Never a doubt when that left his hands. Straight bottom. Now back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. All right, so January 21st, the Warriors uh, had just gotten beat by the Pacers. It was the beginning of what was a season-long seven-game homestand in January, and the Warriors had beat the Pistons kind of ugly. This was after Clay Thompson had come back. Clay out this night, second of the back-to-back against the Rockets, and they had lost to the Pacers the night before. Uh, kind of a strange one, and the Warriors in a little bit of a, a funk, one of a few funks that they had to work themselves out of during the regular season. And Curry... On that Friday night, just uh, allowed everybody to to breathe a, a sigh of relief. They would go on and beat the Jazz after that, blow out the Mavs to follow that, then handle the the Timberwolves and the Nets uh, to close out that homestand and and really get back on track. But that was a that was a big shot in a moment where the Warriors were in a little bit of a rut, and also surprisingly enough, Nick the. First buzzer beater with no time left on the clock of Steph Curry's career. Hard to believe he's had a few that go in the buzzer beater category, but uh, yeah, Steph checking the last couple of boxes that had been unchecked this season. When the Warriors need an answer, they have the guy that always provides it. And Steph's legacy on the game, again, it was set long before he won a finals MVP, but his impact night to night on the other guys on the floor is unlike anything I've ever seen. Because J.D., every time Steph is out there, everybody else knows that they will find a way. The feeling is no matter what's happening, Steph will be there to, to save us if we need an extra shot or if he needs to create for somebody else. And the, the confidence that Steph Curry gives all his teammates, but especially the younger guys, is is something that there are going to be books written about when he retires because this guy knows how to lift up everybody else around him. And we saw all the frustration at times last season because he knew that team didn't fit the, the, the way that they needed to, didn't play the way they needed to consistently, and I remember that game at Staples, they were playing the Clippers, and he just lit everybody up. And you're thinking, 
Is this going to be a repeat of last year in that regard? The roster changed. The pieces around him felt a lot better. But talking to all these younger guys who come in, they're almost in awe. They are in awe of playing against or playing with Steph after playing against him or seeing him on TV all these years. It is a the highest compliment to Steph Curry that he has the ability to make everybody else around him feel comfortable and bring the best out of their games when he's playing with them. It's just it's just another level in terms of legend. Yeah. I mean it really is. It's it's yeah. it's another level of all-time greatness whether it's the Jordan level or the Magic level. You know, guys like that 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 make everybody better around them. And also I think you know some of the stuff we're talking about with the texters and the motivation and all of that and the pettiness and like Steph and Clay and Draymond have that level of competitiveness that there's a key word. It, it that rings through the whole organization and I think the tone is set from Steph number 1. I I think Kerr would tell you the same, buddy, because Kerr knows that as great as he could be as a coach and as as high uh, as he can get the system to run uh, at a level over and over again, no matter what plan you put in place, it's not going to work if the players around him don't have the belief in their star. They have it. To me, it is it is the, the, the Kobe Bryant instinct, the Michael Jordan instinct, the Magic Johnson instinct, the Larry Bird instinct. I mean, I'm just going through. I mean, the other champ. I think Tim Duncan had that, even as a quieter guy uh, that that just w- wanted to to crush you. Yeah, I, I think LeBron has it. I mean, I know there's there's some weirdness to LeBron and his style. I think he has that though, and and the Warriors have really I think three dudes that all different personalities, all different styles of play. In 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 many ways, and but they do bring one thing that they have in common, and it's that it's the competitive drive, which when they're whole cannot be denied. And and if you can't play with them when they're on that level, then that's on you. And maybe it's time to go find somebody else that can. But but a lot of a lot of guys can because they're that good and it fits that well together. They know what they need around them to make it work and when you see the players that have been brought in over the last year this goes even beyond Steph in the sense that I think the front office learned so much from a season ago they learned that uh, you've got to have a specific type of player to make it all work the same way Kelly Oubre they learned, they, they learned Kelly they are Kelly Oubre ain't, ain't it Kelly Oubre was not, was My not man. The, the fit that they needed. But to, man, I'm going to stop answering questions. Uh, though, that's man. right, brother. Uh, it stinks. No, come on. When, Easy, Brian. When you, but when you see the mistakes happen in real time and you're able to address them and fix them the right way, I would think there's no better feeling for front office executives. There's no better feeling for Bob Myers as he's watching this season play out and going, wow, we knew what we had to fix, and we made it work. In <laughs> this goes back to Steph and Draymond and Clay helping those guys feel comfortable in the roles they were being asked to play, and all these younger guys and the guys like Gary Payton the second who got their chance, and were able to lift up their own performance in the process. A couple of well, one text message that stood out. This is great. Three one zero. Down in Southern California, the fan base takes its cues from Steph. We keep the receipts. The pettiest fans ever. Big facts. Mm-hmm. Huge. Big facts. Uh, and then the question before the break, and then we'll get to the calls, and we appreciate everybody that's, that's wanted to join the show. We basically had full phone lines since 9 o'clock. We've been working through a lot of reminiscing and yep. getting through a lot of things, but uh, if you're on hold, we're coming to you. We're going to get uh, a bunch of calls in here in the next 15 minutes or so, but I did want to get to this question because I think it's an interesting one from the 510 on the Xfinity mobile text line, if you guys were in Bob Meyer's shoes and could only bring back one guy among Looney, GP2, Porter, who would it be? And and Will Lacob. 
I would bring back Looney because I know how much he means to the, to all his teammates, to Steve Kerr, and he was so, so solid. The next pick would be Gary Payton II because, J.D., I think what he provides defensively for what this team needs is a perfect fit. But if I had one choice, one option, it's Looney. I'd want Looney around for one more year at least – to to help continue to bridge Wiseman and help Wiseman figure it out. Great point. Uh, because Wiseman is projecting to be a, a factor, so I, I Lo- that would be my reason for Looney number one. Uh, yeah, I would go Peyton two, Porter three on that. But boy, man, I mean Peyton, his defense was a factor, so versatile in terms of just positions he can guard and positions they can play him. They could play him at the two, three, four on defense or on offense. And and sometimes different, you know, who he's, he might be guarding the four and playing the three. He might be guarding the one and playing the four on offense. It, it just he he just has a lot, a knack for being able to to fit based on the other combinations of players that are on the floor with him. He's the Swiss Army knife that every championship team needs in order to get to that next level. Yeah. Okay. Let's roll it, Brian. Big big GP. Show. Here comes Clay Thompson up to set a screen for Curry. Now Peyton will set a screen. Curry, they shadow a double team. Draymond gets it from Clay. Up top to Peyton. Right corner to Wiggins. Puts it on the deck. Peyton with a catch of a low pass with three, with two. Takes a three and hit it! Gary Payton the second. The young glove with a big time bucket there. That play was going absolutely nowhere. And he nailed it. A 10-point quarter for Payton the second. Warriors up five. 55 seconds to go. All right, so uh, Gary Payton the second, that from game five of the first round. And if you remember, the Warriors closed the first round with Payton on the floor late. Jordan Poole, for as great as he played in the first three games of the series, he wasn't in the closing lineup at the end of the series. The Warriors used a different closing lineup at the end of the Memphis series to kind of grind out wins there. And uh, so, yeah, you just everybody among these main Eight guys really played a, a big role in, in, in this team, and, and Peyton's a big part of it, and so is Looney and Porter. And the, the offseason decisions on all of them are going to be tricky ones to be sure as the Warriors look to try to repeat. Matt, uh, Marty and Berkeley, 888-957-9570. Hey, Marty. Hi. Um, interested in your thoughts on a couple of questions. Uh, one, how important was it that uh, Curry, Thompson, and Green all missed considerable parts of the regular season, and so they were fresher for the playoffs. And then the other, um, just with comparisons that are made between Curry and the other great point guards in the league, um, you know, what he has that the others don't, whether it's court vision or leadership or whatever, um, there are lots of, lots of uh, comparisons you can make. I'm, I'm interested, maybe even more so, in comparing uh, Steph to his brother, Seth, who actually, as you know, has a better three-point percentage um, and having them, them having uh, come from the same family. And, and as kind of an associated question, when Seth was playing, he, he played with the, for the Warriors in the G League, was there a decision made that, by I don't know, management or even Steph himself, that they just didn't want Seth on the team? They didn't want his brother on the team? No, I think they loved Seth, Marty, and appreciate the call. I think that's one that, that slipped through the cracks, honestly. I just think they thought maybe he wasn't going to be a good enough player, and then he went other places and a number of other places and and kind of proved him wrong. I know not everybody in the organization felt that way. I know there were people in the organization that, that thought Seth was, a, was definitely going to be an NBA player, uh, at some point, but I think they just it kind of was a little bit of a of a numbers game on that front. He went to he went to Sacramento. He went to Portland. Yeah, he, he was in Dallas. I mean, he was in a lot of places, and even Sacramento let him go when maybe they probably should have kept him before he really got on the run after Sacramento, as so many do. How many how many times you said that in your life? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Hey, good luck to Mike Brown, by the way. Hey. A lot of questions about, hey, what's going to happen with Mike Brown and Kenny Atkinson and how do the Warriors fill the, that void of those two? I mean, two big-time co- – and the Warriors remade their coaching staff. I mean, that's another thing. The Warriors remade their coaching staff. They remade their player development staff. I think both of those things really were factors. The Warriors were a lot more 
uh, game by game specific, I thought, in terms of their defensive game plans mm-hmm. in the regular season compared to other years. I think they they went in to try to really win regular season games. And that absolutely is a, a change from the the last couple years of time, especially dating back to that last And they JD needed year. it. They needed it. That's how you get to be the three seed. Well, that, what, what cracked me up, J.D., is Steve Kerr, and, and he always has a knack for some comedic timing in some of these press conferences, him saying, yeah, we're chasing wins now. Because <laughs> he knew how much backlash he got from that comment. He wanted to lighten the mood a little bit around what was going on with the group now, and, and they did. I mean, they, they went out to, to win games this year, but I think what's crucial in the, the context of who comes in for Atkinson and who replaces Mike Brown, the Warriors have developed themselves in such a way that they've really become what Alabama has for coaches who want to get back in the spotlight and rehabilitate, if it needs that, their own image. Whenever a coach wants to go back in football and kind of work his way into becoming a head coach again, they go see Nick Saban, they work in Tuscaloosa for a year or two, and they go get another big job somewhere. The Warriors are doing the same thing. I mean, think about Luke Walton, Alvin Gentry, Mike Brown now, Kenny Atkinson. These are very good coaches who have found their niche within this team and another team says, hey, can you replicate the Warriors' success for us, and we'll give you a bunch of money to try. J.J. in the city. Hey, J.J. What's going on, J.D.? Cousin Nick, nice to hear you back in the Bay. Appreciate it. Uh, hey, what's up, man? Yep, yep. Uh, what's going on? You know, all I got to say, first off, is holy cannoli, because that's how everybody, I think, is feeling right now. And secondly, this is pure validation for everything. I don't think we could hear any more BS and chatter from everybody else. You know, I think as a Bay Area sports fan, this is by far the greatest championship in the Bay Area. Um, Compared to all the Giants ones and all the other Warriors ones, this by far puts everybody on the top. Steph is the GOAT, I think, at this point. You know, I know we got Jordan and LeBron and Bird and Magic and all those guys, but what Steph did, that game four performance was just, that's when you knew it was game time. And I don't know if you guys touched on this or not, but even for Kerr to bench Draymond back in game four and where that got him to these last two games, I mean, he just was vintage Draymond. And there's nobody that could take anything away from us. And this year, I mean, seeing Steph cry at the end of the game, I shed a tear because that was just pure emotion and joy. And I think actually moving forward, there's nothing left for them to prove to anybody. They're going to even play more happy and more fun and stuff, and they're going to use even more motivation. And I think we still got at least one to two more championships to go. Appreciate the call. Good stuff there. I think a lot of people are are thinking that the window is wide open now at this point uh, with the Warriors winning this title. A lot of good text messages. I want to keep it uh, rolling on the phone lines as well, and then I want to go back to a previous caller who talked about Steph and Clay and Draymond all missing parts of the regular season and how that factored into being fresh going into the playoffs. But uh, up next, Robin in San Francisco. What's up, Robin? Hi, you guys. Hi, Jakey. Hi, Nicholas. I missed it. This was my favorite show. And let me tell you why this is my favorite show, the two of you. Because I like, you know, I like, I like the, the shows. I love my boys watching on them. I love, but you guys bring a sense of journalism to me, in my, in my opinion. The Monty Pools, the Ray Rattles. You offer two sides of the coin, rather the fan base, who I agree, I think, are petty at times. And come at me, too. One called me a, a fake fan yesterday because uh, I said Draymond finally showed up. But, you know, I'm a big girl. My age start with a six, not a two. So it's cool. <laughs> and then um, I just want to say, I want to, you know what, I never apologize for anything, guys. 
The, all the championships we won were great because we, it feels good to win. And let me tell you, and I never apologize. I don't apologize for KD. I don't apologize for, the, for being out, uh, KD, being, uh, Kyrie being out, none of them. And let me tell you, if you haven't heard what Kareem said, pretty much speaks to what I'm talking about, you guys, at this point. He said an NBA championship is never just won. It is earned through the pain of endless practice. Inevitable losses and unexpected injuries, only the strongest prevail. Today, new golden light signs of the NBA world. Congratulations, champs. Well deserved. That sums it all about winning a championship. He didn't put anybody down. He didn't compare and contrast. He didn't do any of that to feel validated because that sums it all up, you guys. And that's all I have to say. You never apologize about how you win championships if you have earned them honestly and 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 and, and you can't diminish the next person to elevate the others. I cannot stand that. And one last thing I want to ask you guys, I don't care what nobody says, Draymond did not have a great series. He did not. He was outplayed and physically unmatched. I would like you guys thoughts on what he did differently in that very last game uh, uh, to, to, to adjust his game. Because I've watched this five times, and I still can't figure it out. I know a lot, but I don't know every damn thing. I miss you, Nick. I wish you'd come back. Hi, J.D. Thanks, Robin. Miss you, Robin. Great stuff, as always, from Robin. We appreciate her call. And, yeah, Robin, yeah, don't apologize for anything. I kind of like that. That's words to live by, really, I think, in, in sports and, and sometimes sometimes in life. Uh, that Those can be words to live by as well. Um, I wanted to touch on Draymond off of the call, I think, first and foremost. I think he just relaxed. And I think I think when Kerr benched him in game four and then put him back in, I think that was the message. Just, hey, dude, chill. Like, it's okay. Like, we're, we're right here. We're going to finish this game. I think he got a boost from being back at home. He played well in game two at yep. Chase. He played well in game five at Chase. And then once the Warriors had control and had the lead, I think it was a little easier to relax going into going into game six. But I think he just, you know, he said he got too caught up in the other stuff. Maybe that's really what it was. Maybe he let some of that stuff go. I agree with the physically overmatched parts and, and all of that, but I just think he played a more controlled game in the last two plus. You knew that when Draymond was knocking down those jumpers, J.D., when he was hitting those in game yeah. six, Good night, night Celtics. Night. Yeah, night night. He should have if Draymond was really the wrestling heel that he loves to be at times, what would have been classic is after he hit a couple of those jumpers to to do the Steph night night right away. <laughs> because that was a wrap. And to Draymond's credit, he knew he hadn't played well and he was able to turn it midway through the series or later in the series. And you just don't see that from a lot of players in the league on that stage because a lot of other players would have withered in the moment and not been able to get them through uh, at a at a mental point to where they, they needed to be to close it off. Quick thoughts on on Clay missing the beginning of the season and then Clay comes back and then Draymond misses a chunk and then Draymond comes back and Steph misses a chunk. They did have everybody except Clay at the beginning. They did get everybody back for the playoffs, which obviously was going to be paramount, and they won the championship. I do think it low-key worked out to the Warriors' benefit that all of those players got a natural rest, although they all had legitimate injuries, and there was concern about all of them as to how they would come back and, and respond, especially Draymond. Yeah, I mean, that was a scary, scary time, and, and when he went down – with this back nerve thing and the disc issue that it, with it, you know that was that was tough. But I think you, the issue is you can't plan it that way. Like it just kind of worked out on the timing. And I think the Warriors want to limit games and time, but they also, going back to the earlier point, they also have to maximize wins to a certain extent in the regular season. Like you got to go win 50, 53. You can't. You don't have to win sixty five, but. You can't win 45 either. You got to win in the low 50s. They've got to know when to, to to press the button in the regular season. Right. And I think that was a an issue certainly in that last Kevin year in Oakland, but even more in, 
in those last couple uh, or last season, there were too many times where like, ah, we'll get them later. You need to build the habits and the consistency for a group that hasn't played together and won before. Kerr hit all the right buttons in that regard early in the year. And then getting into what happens next season, the tone will be set by Steph. It always is. And once he wants to get rolling, everybody else will follow him. All right, we're going to get Nick a glass of water. And we're going to come back. The hiccups right at the end. 888-957-9570. Nick doing a prof- – I mean, this is professionalism at its best. It, it, it's classic. It uh, is classic. Uh, Warriors this week. we got one more segment. A lot of calls to get to. We're going to run through the board. J.D., Chris, Al – uh, Bobby, all of you, coming up next here on 95.7 The Game. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and Delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Down to 37 seconds. Poole will hold it outside with seven seconds to shoot. Fades to the right, takes a three, and hits it. There's your final dagger of the night. If it wasn't done before, it is definitely done now. 118 to 130 points for Jordan Poole. And here come the Warriors bench up celebrating tonight. What a win. Now back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. March 23rd. In Miami, the Warriors given a bunch of the regulars the night off and Jordan Poole going off as the Warriors would beat the Heat. That's right, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat, to sweep the season series. That would have given the Warriors home court advantage over Miami had they met in an NBA Finals. And I think, I know, Nick, you were around the Heat uh, after your your Brooklyn time in, in the playoffs. Uh, I think we would have been doing this show last Saturday if uh, – if, the uh, Warriors had played the Heat. I think that would have been a sweep. The Heat were on empty. Jimmy Butler's performance in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals, J.D., was un- unbelievable, but that team was ready for the end. Yeah. So 100% the Warriors would have been rolling through Miami. And I think the part that it brings up for me is the Warriors were able to win at not a lot of games – but a handful of games last year where the regulars were out, and that one was the headliner. Huge regular season win for the Dubs in Miami late in the year, and it was a win they needed while they were kind of limping to the finish line, hoping and, and waiting for everybody to to get back and, and get into the fold and, and make their, their long playoff run. But you go back to that game, and I'm looking at the box score right now from that game. Jordan Poole, 30 Wiggins 22, Kaminga 22, 
Uh, Moses Moody started that game. Gary Payton II was big. Damian Lee. Damian Lee, 22 points off the bench uh, in that game. Uh, and it was a big win, big second half, 68 uh, for the sixty-eight fifty-four in the second half and thirty-seven twenty-four in the in the fourth quarter of that game. And JD, just as a quick aside, we actually have some breaking news here. Oh, okay. Woj has just tweeted out, according oh, to ESPN sources. Wow. Kenny Atkinson has decided he won't become the Charlotte Hornets head coach and will remain with Golden State as its top assistant. Wow, that is that is some major news, and. I wonder what the wonder what the deal is there. Wow. That's a wow. And that's that's a that's a big benefit for the Warriors. First oh, and foremost. Huge, huge. And you and obviously you wish Kenny the best as far as, you know, you hope something didn't get pulled, you know, the rug pulled from underneath him on a deal maybe he thought he was getting and they changed the terms or something like that. So you hope it's a good good thing for Kenny as well. Right. And and I just I'd add this in in listening to Kerr not only before the season but throughout the the year how much respect Kenny Atkinson had earned very quickly from not only his fellow staff members but from the players he is uh, very direct he is very active he is a competitor and as far as next year now sets up for the Warriors JD when you don't have to make those kind of big moves on your coaching staff, at least not two big moves of your co uh, real real lead assistants, that r- sets up nicely for everybody to feel comfortable with the voices that are coming at them from the coaching staff and the players who had started to build their own relationships with Atkinson over the last year. Yeah, and Woj goes on to to write here via Twitter after being offered the job during the finals, further conversations led to Atkinson led Atkinson to believe it would be best to remain with the Warriors. So sounds like the first win of the offseason. Yeah, first first big win of the offseason is you're only replacing Mike Brown and not Atkinson instead of having to replace both of them, which is a big, big deal. Going back to the the Miami uh, win in March. I think that does play for next year because, and it ties into what we were talking about with Steph and Clay and Draymond not playing all 82. What's the right amount of games? You want to have the three of them playing together, I think, for most of those games, but you also want to be able to win here and there when none of them are playing. And that means Jordan Poole, that, that's his opportunity. We were talking about him getting paid and maybe not wanting to, like, Jordan Poole. Yeah, okay, you're the sixth man. You're going to get paid large. You're also, every back-to-back Clay doesn't start or doesn't play, you're plugged into the Clay spot. If Steph needs to miss some time, you're plugged into the Steph spot. Uh, And then it's the same thing, I think, with a guy like Kaminga. He gets into the fold. If Draymond's not going to be playing, like they they have to have these, these added, you know, backups and assurances to where they can they can compete and win some games without their regulars not all of them maybe not even half of them but some of them to help keep that record boosted they need the rhythm to continue and jd we've sat here all morning and we've gone through what were the biggest games in the season that helped shape the course that the warriors got off to i'll give you another one detroit earlier in the year the Warriors had decided they mm. they were, in theory, going to punt the game. Yep. And everybody went home, starters-wise. Well, no, I don't even know if they went home, but they didn't play. The The Warriors had decided, ah, we're going to rest everybody. November 19th. There you go. And Jordan Poole came out and played really, really well. And you started kind of thinking, well, maybe the roster on the whole – is deeper than a lot of league observers had given it credit for earlier when you're resting people and you're still able to win games. And in a lot of those other games, they could still be competitive throughout. Those are all signs of what has now transpired, which is a team that had a bunch of talent and didn't realize maybe just how deep they went when everything got rolling. But I go back to that game, and this speaks to your point about next season. When you know you can plug anybody into the lineup 
and they'll give you not only a competitive effort, but they have a chance to win games on their own, that's when you know you've got a, the signs of a culture that is alive and thriving. Yeah, a couple of games. That Miami game was one. That Detroit game was the very first one where the Warriors decided to do that. They won a game in San Antonio as well where they decided to do that this year. And, again, didn't win all of them. They were really competitive in Denver in the makeup game in March from back yeah. right before yep. New Year's. They had to go to Denver twice in, in a four-day span, and they they decided they weren't going to – They that one they didn't even have the regulars make the trip, and the young guys went in and actually kept that game within seven, I think, at the end, and it was they were ahead, I think, in the fourth quarter by a couple, and Jokic had to go off for a triple-double, a monster triple-double to even beat them in that game. I thought that was one of the more impressive wins – uh, so they are, are not not wins, but games that they kept close, but just impressive given the the stature of who was playing that night. So there there were a few like that where they were competitive losses in those situations. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Bobby in Oakland next year. What's up, Bobby? Hey, what's going on, guys? You guys have a tremendous show. Really appreciate listening to you both here for sure. And wanted to touch on this Warriors. Uh, you know, uh, you look at the Boston Celtics. On paper, they look daunting with the athleticism and, and the athletes they have and, and the players and defense and everything that's going on. But you know what? The Warriors program wore them down. doesn't hurt to have an all-time great in Steph Curry to go along with it. But the Warriors out-coached them, out-played them, and their program just took the life out of Boston, where, as you can see, Marcus Smart didn't really want to have anything to do with Steph toward the latter part of the season because they seem, they seem to have lost confidence from what I looked at. But it's more or less, just give credit to the Warriors. They're, 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 the coaching staff and the players, they stuck to their principles. They knew how they know how to win. They know how to compete, like you brought up. And then that is obviously we're looking at a team that's poised for the future. And I just want to add in James Wiseman. I saw him with my own eyes at the G League at night when they played at Chase. I'm just watching how he moved. This guy is going to be have a major impact on the team going forward. Once he learns how to play, of course, with this re, with his defense, his rebounds, the athleticism, the way he shoots, I, there's no doubt in my mind. I know there's a lot of negative thoughts toward him, but I see great things with Wiseman added to this, to this uh, coaching staff and the Warriors players and the way we're going to go. I see definitely a couple championships coming in, but kudos to the Warriors. I'm, it's, it's a sweet victory, so... Thanks for having the show, fellas. Thanks. Appreciate it, Bobby. I, I think the best part about Wiseman is that he can continue to be brought along slowly to me. And now that, and now there's pressure. There's not pressure for him to be the savior because this team won a championship essentially without him. He got to be a part of it. There was never any chatter about him coming back and messing up anything this year. Like The way that it worked out for Wiseman's health, first and foremost, I think is the most important thing to make sure he's healthy and ready to have a normal offseason and ready to go when training camp starts again toward the end of September and early October. But I think them winning this championship, not only Wiseman, Kaminga and Moody, who look like they're going to be both really good players in their own right, the pressure for neither of the three to be saviors allows them to really grow into their own as young players and, and roles on this on this Warriors roster. It's another reason why the Warriors front office has earned the immense benefit of the doubt that they've got. Because, J.D., you and I are sitting here last summer <laughs> and we're going through all these different possibilities and the Warriors understood, hey, we got to make a change. We have to shuffle the player development uh, roles in our organization and within the coaching staff because we got a lot of younger guys coming in and we would like to see uh, that shift in being able to plug young guys in who can instantly help. They made those moves and they were critical into why this team, the way they were structured with the younger guys coming behind them, worked so well. But the point is very well taken. By winning the way that they have and by reformatting the staff the way that they did a year ago, everything aligns to a point now where everybody goes, okay, well, we have everything in place not only for the present but for the future in making the guys who come into the system comfortable that they can contribute 
but not under an immense amount of pressure to do it right away with the right pieces around them to make them better. Well said. About 10 minutes to go here. Warriors this week at 95.7 The Game. Uh, quick text message here. Uh, agree with Robin. Nick, come back. You're missed. JD, the Saturday show's the best. Great analysis. No bickering. No egos. JD, Whitey, Nick, uh, and Ratto, thank you for your sports journalism. We appreciate it. I'm all about the kind words here as we uh, get to 10 minutes to go. And also the uh, breaking news to just reiterate a couple of times here in the last few minutes, Kenny Atkinson staying per Woj of ESPN with the Warriors turning down the head coaching job with the Charlotte Hornets. Chris in Concord is next here, 888-957-9570. Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking my call, J.D. I love the show that you guys are having. Uh, I had to call in because I was hearing you guys play the uh, the um, final call from Steph's buzzer beater this year. Um, I had the fortunate opportunity of actually being at that game, nice. and I can tell you that it was – it was one of the most nerve-wracking ones to go to coming off the loss to the Pacers, but it felt so satisfying to be able to watch a win that electrifying. The The game was just, you know, up and down the whole stretch. It made me nervous, made me sweat. But um, I'd gone to, back in 2016, Game 5, and I'd been telling myself I was nervous going to that one, and it was the same kind of electricity of just getting to see you know, you, you didn't know. We weren't at the point where we just got to expect that they were going to make it to the finals, that they were going to win so many of these games every regular season and everything else. And I think that's why, um, at least for me, this this championship was the most exciting since 2015. Like, 2015, the first time you win it for, you know, the, the time that I've been alive is something really special. But this was this was exciting in a way that – made me think back to that first championship. Um, I wanted to not just, you know, get nostalgic with you. I wanted to ask one question, which was about um, earlier I heard you guys talking about uh, Looney, Peyton, and um, Porter, like who you're going to bring back. I would probably agree that Looney out of all of them is is the most important. But I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, particularly with Looney in regards to how I see Wiseman developing, because I've been talking with my friends a lot about how I felt that um, the ways in which Looney came to us, and he had a bunch of injuries that kept him out, um, but, you know, it sort of flew under the radar because we had, you know, we were going to the championship, and then, you know, well, we were, you know, not competitive. But since he's been a part of the regular roster, uh, you know, Looney has been, you know, one of these quiet backbones that is backing up Draymond and really making the defense uh, what it is, you know, we had for the longest time relied on Iguodala and and Thompson to be, you know, a backcourt defense that you're not used to having be as, as dominant a force. And I really feel as though uh, Wiseman has a good opportunity to potentially, um, you know, step into the same kind of role. We don't necessarily need him to be starting for us, but if he's going to be able to give us like 15 solid minutes the way that we've been able to rely uh, with Looney playing every regular game this season, I think that it's going to be a very difficult team to beat uh, when we get to this time next year. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on whether you think that we can expect something like that in his development in the following season. Thanks for the call. I think the best thing is still to not put too much on what he can be for next year, but yeah, I think he can be a factor for this team next year, a rotation player is probably the best way to put it as far as Wiseman goes. But I think you still need Looney around as some protection. You've got to. And if they don't bring him back, J.D., Steve Kerr will will lose his mind because Steve right. loves, you imagine, loves. You imagine Steve losing Looney and Iguodala oh, again? Oh. It, it, and maybe it, Otto? It's, it's just it's not going to happen. I would think the Warriors would do everything possible to bring Looney back, and even more, with the way the Warriors stood by Looney, I would think that Kavan knows he's in a great place here, knows there's a certain comfort level, and says, all right, what do we have to do to make this work? By the way, one quick myth that was proven uh, to be a myth. How many calls we take about the Warriors need a big man, Warriors need a big man, Warriors can't win without a big man? Warriors need a big man, rim protector, big man. Well, who's it going to be? Robin Lopez, 
<laughs> Go sign Robin Lopez. See what happens. Uh, <laughs> Kevon Looney's a part of that. Yeah. Because Kevon Looney is a, he's not the prototypical big man that people think of, but Kevon Looney's a, a capable, good big. And I think some of the, I, I, that always hit me a little bit wrong because of Looney. Like, I, it was almost a little disrespectful to Looney to say they don't have a big, they don't have a big, they need a big. But but he knew, J.D., he knew what his role was. Yeah. And everybody who went on the floor felt comfortable knowing he was behind them because he knew where he needed to be. And that's why not only does everybody like Kevon Looney as a, as a person, they respect that he has worked his way back and he knows the game and specifically the Warriors system at a level – that makes everybody around him say, ah, Kevon has our back. If we get beat, he'll be there, and he knows where to rotate and shuffle where he needs to. Let's get to Suzette in Oakland. Hey, Suzette. Oh, thank you for taking my call. I was hoping I'd fit in here. Um, I just want to say the uh, cherry on the top is listening to you guys at the end of the season. And for Nick to be in there in studio, I'm just, I, I was just tickle pink. Um, in regards to the Warriors, you know, this season, I just felt like um, it was such a collective effort on everybody from the, the top to the bottom. And um, just listening to the post-game interviews, you just see such a cerebral group of guys just gelling at the right time. And it was just like so much respect, so much family, just, you know, and it was like, you know, they heard the noise, but they were so focused. They got locked in at the right time. And what really just made it just amazing was, you know, just seeing everybody together there and just, you know, just thanking everyone, um, you know, and seeing the flags with JTA and then the Canada flag with, you know, two-way wigs. And I just want to say they stayed poised. And one last thing, you know, they didn't get their little pettiness until they won the chip. And that just did it, and it was just, just amazing. And that's all I have to say. Great call, Suzette. Appreciate it. That's going to be the final call of the afternoon, unfortunately. If you're on, if you're on the line, though, Devone and, and Alan are coming up at 1 o'clock, so they'll, they'll get to your calls. We're just going to keep the board rolling for them. Uh, one final thought here. I know we're up against it, but and, and we're going to probably run a minute or so over. The checkbook wins. We didn't get to checkbook wins today. Uh, I just wanted to get a quick thought from you on that because to me there's no other way you can look at it other than give Joe Lacob credit for paying the freight to stay in the game uh, in two years where they had no shot to just have an opportunity to talk about having a shot this year they win it and now it sets up everything for the next couple of years you know the the turning the stars down when maybe they wanted veterans is one thing he gets credit for a lot. I think the checkbook wins is another thing he gets big-time credit for. Huge. In order to win at the level and have the sustained success that the Warriors have, J.D., you have to have ownership backing you and be willing to spend. Specific to the checkbook win comment by my colleague Brian Windhorst, he meant that as the ultimate compliment. Right. Yeah, it was mistaken by a lot of people out here, for sure. Very much so. But he meant that in saying that Joe Lacob and that ownership group will go the extra mile to spend the money it takes to not only have a championship team but maintain it. That part of this cannot go overlooked because for all the contributions that have to be made, if you have an ownership group that doesn't want to spend, there's only so far you can go. The Warriors know that Lacob backs up what he says with the money he's invested into the organization. Nick, my man, great to reconnect with you over the last four hours, stepping in for Whitey. Whitey stepped in for you after you started the season. We begin it as it, uh, or we end it as it began. So uh, really appreciate you you being here, and man, what a blast. I love being with you, buddy, and I, I want to say this real quickly. It's been so much fun being at the station and being back, but you bust your ass. Day in, day out, you provide so much knowledge to the fan base and to what's going on. It's It's been really cool to to work with you all this time. And, and shout out to Whitey. 
who I, I've loved working with as well, and to Matt and his staff here, and, and to Whitley. Whitley Absolutely. deserves an immense amount of credit for doing all the different things that she does at the station. Great call. It is, it's been really cool to get to see her work through the years, but I, I always felt like she needed uh, more of a lift uh, just that we could give her. And so shout out to Whitley, wherever she's listening. She does a great, great job for 95-7 the game. Probably about to uh, cover the Warriors' media availability in three minutes. <laughs> I'll bet she's there. Probably, probably there every day. Absolutely. So good stuff. We'll, we'll end it on that note. I echo everything uh, that you had to say, and I appreciate the kind words, Nick. Uh, we'll, this, this ain't our last rodeo. No, it's not. Uh, so Devone and Allen are coming up next. 888-957-9570. Keep it locked right here on 95-7 The Game. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.